It was a cool spring morning when the Nyland siblings first arrived at the pit of Harisreka. The journey had been long, and their retainers set about building fortifications immediately. This close to the forest, they couldn't be sure how long their safety would last. The siblings, noble by birth, did not assist in the preparations. They ordered their men-at-arms to begin practicing the techniques the siblings had developed in the menagerie they kept at home. At the mention of the old castle, the siblings looked off to the west, to the home they would never return to, to the empty lands without hope. They rose from their chairs, stepped out from under their camping pavilion, and strode to the first walkwood tree on the edge of the verdwood. Sade, the younger of the two, drew a steel hand axe and began to carve. When the siblings walked away, tears in their eyes, the tree bore the name Kira. Sade places her hand on her weeping brother's shoulder. It's all right. I miss her too. Welcome to the Crooked Thimble, where like minds meet. I'm your host, Trick Dempsey, and today we are playing Iron Immortals, the shared setting between this tabletop game, the video game and development at the Crooked Thimble, and my latest novel, Seven Days a Servant, which is currently available for pre-order on Inkshares. This game is being conducted using a hacked version of the Dungeon World system by Sage Latora and Adam Koble. We last left our heroes deep in the temple at Fallfallow Glade, where they just succeeded in subduing the Heartless Sapling, and are now left to deal with their rival band of adventurers. Before we get to that, though, we need to introduce everyone. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Iron Immortals, produced by the Crooked Thimble. I'm your host, Trick Dempsey. You can find me at, at @trickdempsey on Twitter, and you can also follow us on the Crooked Thimble. You know, our website where you've probably found this, maybe. Hannah! Hi, I'm Hannah Garbez, and I'm now tweeting on Cinder's Ella. Brianna Lana. I'm also known as Brianna Dempsey. Uh, I do web admin stuff for the Crooked Thimble and a few other things. And, uh, yeah, I'm now nervously peeling the skin off my lips. Uh, bye! This, this got much more gruesome. Bob! Hi, I'm Bob Poteet. I'm an attorney in Los Angeles and also a gamer. Yeah, we were supposed to all append gamer to our self-descriptions, I forgot. When last we left, Isold Heisenberg, Impediment Reed, and Kaya Wellsmythe, they were deep inside of the temple at Fallfallow Glade. Inside of it, they had defeated, sort of, the Heartless Sapling, which is currently resting on top of a pool of iron water over its blackened and bound heart that it is protecting. It may not be its own actual literal blackened heart, but who knows? Everything's bad. Across the chasm from you, and this time literally inside of the, the giant room of this temple, across that chasm stands Brother Arvo and Barker, the uh, mercenary and the druid, in reverse order of how I listed them earlier, watching curiously as Impediment Reed is inside of the same room as Sir Ansa and Shimshackle. Shimshackle, her old friend. Sir Ansa having been dragged to the corner of this round room, to one side of this round room, and is currently still covered in hideous wood webbing, sap, monster stuff. Kaya and the good professor, I believe, are both still inside the main room, ambiguously sort of in the center space somewhere. Uh, Kaya is right by the door... 
she was eagerly awaiting the opening thereof. And I think oh, that's right. wasn't this old um like getting some water from the poisony area? Oh yeah, that's right. Kizzle is collecting stuff over yep. there. Samples. Various samples, various things. For science. Like Costco. You can do interesting things with iron water, I hear. Uh, yes. Iron water is, in fact, a required, like, ingredient for a great many of your spells, because it has unique properties, let's say. Very. Yeah, the whole uh, thing doesn't work without this stuff. Wonder how it works. Uh, I would like to remind you that you are on assignment from your, uh, mysterious benefactor to come to this temple here at Fallfallow Glade and to retrieve something that was simply called the artifact. It must not fall into the possession of this rival band. Here's uh, my question for you, Impediment Reed. You've just unshackled Shimshackle. He was very thankful. However, in the corner you can hear this sort of choking gasping coming from Sir Ansa as she struggles to break free of the webs failingly. What do you do? I'm trying to remember the state of mind I was in last time. Reed had just gone over and as quickly and brutally and strength showy-offy as possible broken Shim's shackles. But I think I had already asked if she was worth saving, and I think he had kind of said yes, so I guess I'll go over there. He answered in the affirmative. However, he was eager to be free. Yeah, so I guess I'll go over there and cut her out of the webs and stuff. You reach over and she is just covered in that that same webbing that actually is still clinging to your very own legs. Yeah. She is absolutely is so covered in. Stuff However, is so gross. it's worth noting that as much as she was having trouble breathing, they have left spaces for her mouth. Mmm. Mmm. That's not... Oh, something bad's happening. So do you just, uh, just, just, as a feat of strength, rip this woman free? Yeah, probably. All right. Yeah, probably with with some comments of, they've made a right cocoon out of you. <laughs> she spits and sputters as you do this, and she's attempting to get her, her breath and her bearing mm-hmm. when we cut back to Kaya and Isold. Professor, you find yourself in a bit of a standoff. You are are actually surprisingly calmly collecting things from not very far from the sapling where it rests. But Barker, the man with the close-cropped brown hair, a bushy beard, and bark skin armor, has two of his almost certainly poisoned steel throwing knives, and he is just watching you from the doorway across the chasm. And he's he's... Not quite sure what to do with you, but he clearly looks uneasy. He has put a hand in front of Brother Arvo's face to make it clear that he is not supposed to speak as he holds up in the other hand that that throwing knife. What do you do? I smile and wave and say hello. Hello, brigand. Very strange brigand. (laughs) My name's Isolde. What's your name? My name's Barker. This man here is Arvo. Isold. Yes? Why did your friends ambush uh, Sir Ansa? Well, I'm not sure. That's it? That's your best answer? <laughs> Pretty much. We're supposed to come here and retrieve a thing. Are you here to retrieve a thing as well? We are 
also here to retrieve a thing. Yes, that's... This is... Brother Arvo, I think this is... Right, so it seems that we're working towards the same goal. Um, probably we... I'm not exactly sure the internal state of mind of my my coworkers here, but it seems as though they were in they, one of them at least was intent on freeing your captive. Yeah, that was bound to happen. But that doesn't seem to be very germane to the task at hand, which is delving into this ancient temple and finding the secrets therein. What about you, uh, Scout? Kaya just has her, her hand over her, and her forehead, just, like, shaking her head. She's just like, oh, oh, it's old. And she just kind of looks at Barker, looks him up and down, takes a deep breath, regains her composure, and says, I'm Kaya. So you're Kaya, and you're Isold. That's right. And I resent being called a brigand. By implication. Ah, you see, Sir Ansa of the Order of Wood was standing outside and came down injured after shouting ambushers, and soon you showed up. I made some assumptions. Know what happens when you assume things. Yeah, you don't get eaten by the woods. I thought it was... It, it makes an ass of you and me. I thought that was the joke. <laughs> Uh, Brother Arvo is actually giggling at that point. He's 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 quite happy with that. That is the joke, Isold. Okay, but you're not supposed to explain the joke because that ruins the joke. Explaining it makes it funnier. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm gonna cut back to our good friend Impediment Reed. Impediment, you've you've managed to strip all the 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 important limbs free from Sir Ansa. Now she's helping you out, but she's she's doing the best she can. Like she instinctively reaches to like tear some stuff off of her off of her right side, but she immediately has to grip her her left arm, which is still bleeding a sort of blood mixed with greenish sap slowly dripping out from underneath her her bracer. Mm. I can't do shit for that, but um Probably, um, while Reed is helping strip away these toxic webs, acidic webs, these really nasty, gooey things, um, she's probably making some kind of odd small talk, like, I'm really sorry about those thorn swipe vines, and, uh, I didn't know you were friends with Shim Shackle? I thought you were... Just kind of slave driving him. I wouldn't call. I'm not slave driving. That's not very. That's not very nice. We're not. You were walking him into the walkwood, shackled. Yeah. Well, we don't trust the Greenbark gang as far as we can throw him, and Shim is the furthest that I could throw any member of their gang, as far as I know. She looks at you, she, like, stares at your face for a second, and sort of shakes her head. I grin. Oh, 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 no, you are the Longshanks, aren't you? Huh? Is that what they call me these days? Yeah, they said that you were ten feet tall, an oh. impediment so large that you could block a road, that you were a giant. Well, that's, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but I kind of like it. 
Yeah, it's, it's a bit of an exaggeration. I could probably reach my arms around you if I had full command of my arms. Uh, could, could it do my, I think I hear my companions speaking out there. They should be fine. I don't think the tree turned on them. I realize that you have, um, captured me. Uh, however, I would <clears throat> like to see my, my, my friends. What do you do? Uh, Shim? Eh, I mean, whatever, really. I mean, I, I figure that, that it would be particularly amenable if, if, if I could get away with this without being locked up again. But you see, a lot of the, a lot of the boys are locked up now, too. And so I think that we should make certain that, that, that Saranza and her cohort arrive home safely so that the, the gang isn't, you know... Um, hanged, or thrown into a pit, or eaten. I thought that that's what they'd already done to everyone. Like, I didn't even know you were still alive. Oh yeah, of course we're still alive. They told me the worst, they told me the worst fucking things! Well, yeah. Fucking university asshats! Well, they- Liars, the lot of them! Yeah, they're, they're good at that, yeah, it's true, that's, that's the way they are. They, you see, we were, we were kind of a bit of a prisoner exchange- and uh, we cut back to the tense standoff between Brother Arvo and Barker and the rest of y'all over there. Brother Arvo steps forward and is like, Look, I think we can handle this calmly and intelligently as educated people. We all want to get to the bottom of this. Right. And I'm going to level with you right now as an educated person. Yep. You've lost your captive... And one of your party has broken an arm. There's two of you and four of us, effectively. Do you really want to get to the bottom of this treasure? Of this, this, this find, this, this temple? Because from where I'm standing, we hold the leverage. And we're offering an olive branch here. We can help you, but you have to help us. Okay. We're going to reach a bit of an impasse here when we get to the thing, I think you called it. But until then, this is a dangerous place, and we're all in agreement that it is full of mystical wonders that should be observed and preserved for posterity and, he nods to Barker, use. I'm going to cross this gap now. Yeah, it's going to be a bit of a jump. And when I'm next to you, I'm going to trust you to not shiv me for no reason. <laughs> How do y'all feel about that? Put those knives away and we got a deal. <laughs> yeah. Kaya kind of looks meaningfully at Barker's weapons and then at her own not weapons. Like the fact that she doesn't have it in her hands. Oh, true, because you, you don't have the bow out. Well, you still got the dagger out. I was cutting the rope. It's covered in tar. She's cleaning it and putting it away. Barker's like, ah. We won't offer you any violence. You don't offer us any violence when we find the thing. We can figure it out then. Let's just get through this all in one piece. It's going to kill us fast enough as it is. Yeah, he looks outside towards the, to the towards the holes in the roof, and you can still hear that that 
brass section moan coming from the woods. Fine. He takes his knives and he stuffs them into his little bandolier of knives and he actually tosses Brother Arvo across. There's there's a bit of help there. And then Barker rather easily just jumps that gap. Back to Impediment Reed. Shimshackle informs you that he was he doesn't know what they were traded for, but that Baron Nyland traded to have the entire Greenbark gang handed over for his use rather than for the university's use. Uh, uh, but by that point, you had already uh, made your deal and escaped by rolling on the Redstone Gang. Wow. Saranza helpfully chimes in. Yeah, Baron Nyland's my, my lord, my my leader, my master. We're under his orders for the Order of Wood to retrieve this artifact and bring it back to his castle. Hmm. So I hear that they're working for the Order of Wood. That is interesting to me. That's correct. You might want to go and take a better look at Saransa. Impediment. Saransa is, is making obvious motions to wishing to return to the main room. Are you going to let her? I'm going to go first. Okay. Uh, you go out there and you see the, uh, I guess they're not over there anymore, but the, the tents standoff outside has fewer weapons drawn than you would expect. So Reed's going to kind of stand and block most of the doorway to her room with Shim and Saranza and observe the situation. Are we all on, like, the same team now, or is do I have to wrestle someone to prove that my team's going to win? Oh, no. Uh, we're, we've agreed to a temporary truce, although we should probably keep an eye on um, uh, that broken-armed new friend of ours, in case she disagrees. Was it Sir Anza? Uh, yes, that is right. Sir Anza of the Order of Wood. I would really like to verify the health and safety of my friends now. Oh, right, you can't fit past me. There, there you go. There you go. Yes, uh, you've earned your name. You've made your point. Thank you. She slinks by. Um, her sword is right out here by where you've uh, you blocked her path. She dropped it before being overrun by spiders. Hmm. Uh, she very clearly he- hesitates before picking it up and looks to you. Uh, impediment. What I you shrug and look at the brains of my operation. Probably as old and back to Kaya and back to is old. Okay, Kaya, we're having a uh, telepathic conference right now. <laughs> okay. Oh, right. Yes, because yes. we have that. Because that's still ongoing. We still have yep. the small, small uh, flecks of, of organic quicksilver <laughs> stuck in our noses that allow us to speak Yay. to each other's minds. Yay. So, I am of an inclination, you know, personal inclination to, to heal this Sir Ansa with a healing potion. But I recognize that tactically it would be advantageous to keep one of them wounded because we only outnumber them mm. by one. And they seem like badasses. Well, there is the tactic of keeping her wounded and there's the tactic of making her feel really bad if she has to attack us and thus hesitate. Um, Divide and conquer. I think, yeah, I think, I think maybe... Do you have, like, a, a healing potion that heals some, but 
not like makes her feel as good as the day is long. Well, have something that I could mix narcotics in it, but otherwise, then <laughs> uh, no, it uh, would fix. I think I, I think I can fix her arm. Uh, okay. I would like to ask if you genuinely laughed when the narcotics thing got mentioned. Uh, hmm. <laughs> That's a good question. No. Damn. Not with okay. not not with that many people looking at her. She doesn't. Okay. Fair. She's smarter than that. We're good. Uh, so you're still standing by that door. You're actually quite close yeah. to Barker now. Let's just say that when Barker crossed the, the gap... I I stood on the side of I stood still next to the door, but I kind of made sure that the wall was to my back and kept my eyes on him more than anyone else because he is obviously the least. Like I've basically decided the brother Arvo is kind of Isold plus Isold Isold with a difference. They're both scholars. Don't know how I feel about that. I would consider him the diet of Isold. <laughs> Isold minus. Uh, he's quite the uh, brother. Arvo is quite portly. He's 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 a big fella. He's uh, not tall. He's broad. Okay, uh, just Isold with a difference. Just he's also a scholar. That's all I meant. You notice uh, a breeze. By the way, Kaya, there's a breeze coming through the doorway. Not a rush. It's not like a tornado has started someplace, but. You know enough to realize that it's significant that a breeze can blow through the door. Did it just start, or has it always been blowing since the door opened? Uh, it has been blowing since the door opened. You just only now noticed it. I'm going to telepathically mention this to Isold, but not say anything about it out loud. Um, and just kind of say, you know, that means that there is almost certainly an exit or some other way to get out of this place, or at least for air to move. Right. Saranza pipes up. Scout, what is your name? Kaya. Oh, right. You weren't here. Sorry. Step into the light. I am Sir Ansa Karpanen. I believe you are Kaya Wellsmythe. Is that correct? That would be me. Do I know this person? Uh, you do not. Do I know her by reputation? You have heard the name. She is a part of uh, what the Order of Wood is currently calling the Northern Guard after a somewhat tense and unexpected arrival of Baron Nyland a few months back, where the Baron established a fortress a little ways north of... Mustonen fell right by the border of the forest. So Baron Nyland is a member of the Order of Wood, as is uh, Sir Anza Karpanen. But they didn't ask permission. In many senses, they came up here and they took land to fight the forest. Interesting. I am not sure how Kaya feels about that. Madam Wellsmythe, you don't have a title yet, do you, Kaya? I believe that right now we don't think you've been titled yet. Okay, so that's a thing that has to be happen happen specifically. Yeah, because this is like pure like literal feudalism. So they you would have to actually have land, and the, and the land would confer with it a title because everything's terrible. But you are still no a noble woman because you're the Grand Architect's daughter, and the Grand Architect is a knight of another person. Right, Madam Wellsmythe, 
is this going to be a problem? I know that you are very close to King Laetonin, and he is frustrated with my lord. That would be putting it succinctly. Also, you're the only one with a bow, and there's a hole in my arm. As a gesture of good faith, might I get it seen to? I gesture to Isol, certainly. Of course, we did not want to leave our compatriots, former compatriot, imprisoned. We, I did not know who you were or what you were doing, just that you had a prisoner. I'm not a big fan of people being held against their will. Uh, you hear Brother Arvo whisper to Barker, Oh, she must be one of the Greenbark kids. So now everybody is on the same page as to you being a part of the Greenbark gang. Yep. Impediment. Yep. Yeah, great job. Since she gestured towards you, uh, Anza walks up to you with her broken-ass arm. Isold looks up at her, because Isold is short. Oh. Oh, that looks terrible. Uh, yes. Does it- you have some form of healing concoction? We had some trouble on the way here. We've gone through most of ours. Well, all right. Just sit down, and let me see if I can get that bracer off for you she sits down on the rubble of the uh the statue you knocked over doing your parkour bullshit impediment nice i forgot well that done. i did that she uh pops the bracer off of her arm she undoes the the two bindings and because it's been distorted it actually does genuinely pop off because it's been bent so much she has a a large cut running I guess it's only about four inches long on her forearm, but it has these... So you can see now that the blood is coming from the wound like normal human blood would. However, the sap that's been dripping out comes from four black spots on her arm near the wound. She would be dripping sap even if she weren't bleeding. Huh. Are those... Poisoned wounds? I asked. Is old asks. They marked her, Barker says. They'll be coming for her. If you want to get out of the woods alive, we should get you home. You and your tenderfoot here. He gestures to Brother Anza. Brother Arvo, damn it. Everything's A names. Well that's terrible. Who's after you? Anza's like, I didn't I didn't I don't know what's happening here. Could we deal with my arm first and then deal with my arm? Sorry. Sure. Drink some of this. It's gonna take the edge off. (laughs) You want to apply it uh, to the best of your ability, or do you want to fuck with it? Nah, I'm not gonna experiment on humans yet. Just (laughs) not just yet. What does a healing concoction look like over here in the Eastern Empire? What do you do to an open wound? I expect it is at least superficially alcohol-based that you Mm -hmm. drink some, but then you spread some on the immediate wound because drinking it makes you a little, you know, elevated. (laughs) Helps with the pain. But it's it's based on um, the the pith and... uh, and sap of some, you know, very watery 
liana or vine kind of plant that is found in uh in in overgrown lake ponds and lakes so it's got a kind of cloudy white um appearance and it's a little sticky because that seems to be the theme in this region sap and plants and stickiness and horrifying body horror plant nastiness you give her a sip of it and you pour the the concoction over uh into her wound right and the 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 white the cloudy white substance mixes with her blood and it turns uh let's give it a give me a color what color does it turn yellowish 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 cuz the 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 serum is is kind of hardening nice so that it it turns into these these strings and it basically sews itself up like it actually forms little stitches where like it it just cobbles together around the blood in this mixture and then it pulls itself tight and so now what she has after a, a lot of uncomfortable sounds is that she has a stitched wound in that spot that has this yellow, almost bone-dense material inside of it that just hardens right there on the spot. But she has full uh, range of motion and control of her arm, and you can tell as she flexes it, uh, because of course she tests it afterwards, that it actually is as hard as it looks. It actually bends and stretches as though it were a part of her natural body. That's cool. That's great. So it looks kind of like a like a like a football. Like there's a yellow a yellow football binding right there. It's great. That's what I'm talking about. That's some um, vine magic right there. All better. She lets out like just a, a sharp breath. Like she's out of breath from the, the the pain and shock of what she just experienced. Okay, that's that's that is different than our blend. Oh, okay, okay. The sap is still coming out of those four spots on her arm. Okay. Uh, Barker, how long do we have before I need to get out of the woods? Now, impediment. You've seen this before, but it's always gone away on the Green Bark Gang. Oh. This is just a thing. It's like a like an outbreak that one of you might get at the time. Mm-hmm. It's It just happens. And then the woods howl. And then the woods shut up real quick, and it goes away. Do the woods shut up after we do one of our little mini-sacrifices or anything? Like... You know that something... uh, You hear howling in the woods, a different kind of howling, when you've had this happen before. Mm -hmm. And that's what silences the woods. Something that howls that isn't the woods puts a quiet to the woods howling. Oh. Is it Grand Grand? Could be Grand Grand. Barker replies to Anza, it's going to be worse after sundown. Well, everything's worse in here after sundown. Sir Anza proposes a a deal. Okay, either we can press on together, and you're all going to have to deal with the fact that we're going to be attacked tonight. Because, of course, we're all going to get along so well. Because we're, we're friends. We're all, we're all friends of the Order of Wood, right? Or I can go now with Shimshackle to guide me, and I'm going to trust you, Shimshackle, and when we get home, safe and sound, we can discuss you being discharged for your crimes. 
Or I can stay with all of you. It's your life. I'm good with the blade. And importantly, I know what we're looking for. Yeah, what are we looking for? You have me at a disadvantage, you see. You came and attacked us in the woods. We may not be after the same thing unless I know a little bit about how it is you came to know about it. Hmm. 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 Nope, no trade secrets. Kaya's just going to kind of be like, well, that's interesting. Yeah, isn't it? I'll give you a hint. It's steeper down. I'll give you uh, that one. That's a freebie. <laughs> I think we figured that one out. But, uh, right. So, my proposal is that we continue on as a group. Uh, increase our chances of surviving getting down there. When we find what it is we're looking for, well, we can have that debate later. That sounded like a parley to me. That is going to be a total of 12. That is great. Barker is actually the one to respond. We can go deeper. She'll make it to the night. We might have to end up holding up in here. We'll see how it is. The way that wind's coming in, though, there's got to be another entrance. We'll go with you. You want us to have your back or your front? By all means, proceed. Barker shakes his head. He's, he's, he appears to be disappointed with this outcome. Wait, I don't get to go first? Oh, oh, certainly. Certainly be my, be my guest, little green bark. Go right ahead. It's always so fun to see if you can jump faster than the thing trying to eat you. Well, I'm not going to get in your way, little missy. She'll mosey on towards that door, then. Kaya's gonna All roll right. her eyes so hard. <laughs> you walk by, Barker tries to estimate your, uh, your dangerousness, and you come into this room. What even am I looking at? What you're looking at is a large ledge around a 20-foot-deep pit which rolls down, and you can see a flow of water at the bottom going out a cavern wall. This room itself is clearly part of the temple. It's built. It's got It's got built and shaped walls. Mm-hmm. It's all still stone, though, and you can still see cracks of the, uh, um, of roots coming in, but there's no, there are no holes in the ceiling. This room is pitch black. Um, You're only getting this hint of it because you've walked down slowly and there's a little bit of light spilling in through the door. What do you do? So it's a ledge around a pit. 20 feet down, there is uh, the ground with a, a flow of water going out through the mouth of a cavern at the base of this 20 foot pit. And that's the only exit I see so far in the gloom and the dim. That is the only exit you see so far in the gloom and the dim. I will also note that uh, while the walls up here at the top where the ledge is, that's all like carved and sculpted. The bottom looks like it it fell out and down rather than having been uh, built by the builders. Oh. Uh, but you can't quite be sure. Hmm. It looks very rough rather than smooth. Well, shit, it's dark in here. Yeah, I should do something about that. I could rummage around in my adventuring gear for a light of some kind to uh, save 
our wonderful spellcaster having to risk a spell, unless, unless, Professor, do you do you want to make light happen? Professor, it's very dark ahead of Impediment, and Impediment has just asked for your help, perhaps. Sure, whipping up the phosphorus paint that is the light cantrip, alchemical style. Gotta risk that, cast a spell. Rolling them dice. Seven plus two. That's partial success, I have to choose something. Yes, uh, because listeners may not have actually heard you ever fail one of these rolls, uh, would you be so kind as to read out the cast a spell move? Sure. Yeah, I've, I've been rolling pretty lucky. I've been pretty lucky. I haven't been getting much XP. Uh, <clears throat> this is the cast a spell roll. When you release a spell you've prepared, roll plus int. On 10 plus, the spell is successfully cast, and you do not forget the spell. You may cast again later. On 7 through 9, the spell is cast, but choose one complication. You draw unwelcome attention or put yourself in a spot, which I really think should be phrased uh, in a tough spot or or on the spot. Anyway, the GM will tell you how. the spell dis- Or, the spell disturbs the fabric of reality as it is cast. Take minus one ongoing to cast a spell until the next time you prepare spells. Or, after it is cast, the spell is forgotten. You may not cast the spell again until you prepare spells. Which of the three are you going to choose? Are you going to be put in a spot? Or are you going to forget the light spell? Or are you going to uh, take minus one ongoing? I'm going to forget the light spell. Goodbye, light spell. Goodbye, light spell. I cast it on my staff, and now I just don't remember how to do light until I... You're just, you're out of phosphorescent powder. Yep. That's all That's it is. It. It's not that you've forgotten it so much as that you're out of the, the necessary potion. Whoops, spilled a bunch. Well, that's, uh, that's it for light spells. <laughs> Maybe there's a glowing... But pet. it's so pretty. Uh, what color is it? Does it glow in a pattern? Is it made from anything particularly notable? I mixed some cobalt in, so it's blue. A blue light now shines down from Isolde's staff and better illuminates the room. There is something strange about the walls of the pit. They have jagged, sharp rocks, which, yes, could be used as a handhold, but there you get a great sense of unease when you look at them. Kaya! Yes. You've been in the back of this crowd, but you're able to see far enough ahead. The The other party is safely mixed in with you. You also feel this unease when you look into the room. What do you do? Well, I was planning to take the rear mm. um, behind Sir Ansa. Sure. I, it, honestly, it doesn't surprise me to feel unease in the dark, scary temple, so I just continue on, wary and uneasy. All right, Impediment, you're in the lead. What do you do now that you can see better? I'm gonna look around for other exits and, like, try and get, like, another angle on these creepy-looking jagged rocks on the edge and, like, figure out... Is this actually a giant monster trying to lure us into its belly? I'm I'm discerning realities. So you're you're discerning realities in there. Oh, yeah. I'm going to. Did you actually walk into the room? I think I have just stepped in, and I'm starting to kind of peer around. And I think I'm as you peer around. Okay. Before you have a chance to discern realities, Uh you notice that the tile that you're standing on has begun to shift 
Uh-oh. towards the pit. Uh-oh. And the pit is opening up beneath you like a great blackened maw rimmed with teeth. I... You think you can hear that moaning of the woods. What do you do? I think I'm going to try and scramble over to some place that looks more stable, like a diff- more differenter tile. A more differenter tile? Are you going to be doing that by... Uh... By Dex, then, since you said scramble. Yeah, I think Dex. Okay, roll it. Roll it. Your 2d6 plus Dex for Defy Danger. Well, that rolled well. That's that's great. You deftly scramble aside and uh, and move across the ledge. Izzled. Impediment just freaked out for no fucking reason. She's right in front of you. And she just walked to the edge of that hole and then just, like, leapt aside like a parkour ninja. What do you do? Well, assuming that she's dodging something that I didn't see, I'm going to flatten myself against the wall of the, uh, the, the stairway corridor that I'm, I'm in. You do so, and Barker just rushes past you and stops exactly where uh, Impediment Reed had been standing before. Reed, you're right. Uh, the... F- the... F- but, uh, is everything normal now? Like, the tile's back where it should be and stuff? Yeah, the tile's back where it should be. I don't know what's wrong with you. I think I might be due for a dose. That was weird. That was... Um... No, oh, you're hooked on this stuff, are you? Of course you are. You're one of the Greenbach kids. <laughs> Yeah, I make a as 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 he corrects himself, I make a gesture at him like, duh. Yeah, that's that's good. It's good. He uh posts up at the corner and uh, gets his knives out because you you've kind of spooked him a little, but he's not looking at you. He's just looking around. But I don't think I'm due for a dose yet. Like, I should be good for another day at least. Don't dose in the temple, kid. No shit. No shit. Yeah. Yeah, we can do it tonight. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, don't want to have to sleep. Yeah. No, not out here, no. No. Kaya Anza has, uh, is conferring with uh, Brother Arvo, but they're whispering to each other as they look down and ahead. I'm going to slowly, slowly walk past them, doing my best to pay attention to all my surroundings, both in front and immediately to my left, and kind of walk up to Impediment and ask her, what the fuck? But I also want to know if I perhaps heard anything they were saying while I was slowly and intently walking past them. I mean, I wasn't being particularly quiet. I'm not sure being quiet something reads any good at you do actually hear some of what they're whispering they are going over about what fumes could be in here that could cause paranoia ah so it's nothing particularly uh worrisome however you can make a discern realities check since you were walking so carefully and observantly all right I would let Reed, since Reed was doing that earlier, give an aid check to you first to give you a bonus to that. So I got a 10. So I rolled a successful assist. So you're great. So even if she uh, even if she had boned it, you would be fine. Kaya, you are now looking into this room, and with the aid of Reed, who is 
looking at the the spot where she nearly slipped into the pit, seemingly. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And looking around, you're able to track where her eyes are going to help you s- discern sort of what is important in this room. Do you have the list in front of you? So I get I get three questions. Okay, so I want to ask, what happened here recently? What happened here recently is you are now absolutely certain. You're you are guaranteed beyond a shadow of a doubt that uh, your friend Reed responded to something real, but nothing happened where she was standing. The thing that she was frightened of, she definitely saw. You can tell that she's not hallucinating, per se. Uh, but there's nothing wrong with, with the area that she she jumped away from. Mm-hmm. Uh, what here is not what it appears to be. So the shadows that rim the edge of the rocks, you notice that there are, there is one, but maybe it's two. No, maybe it's something that moves around inside of those shadows because there's a place that the light certainly touches that is still dark. Uh Uh-oh. What is about to happen? What is about to happen is that that darkness is going to reach up and it's going to touch Barker. Shoot it! Shoot it in the head! Kaya, what do you do? Oh! Um, I'm going to say, wear the shadow, Barker. Eh, let, yes, let's put this in your control. Uh, you are going to defy danger, Cha. You are going to get his attention and command him well enough that he's going to move before the thing touches him. With my charisma? With your charisma. Your force of personality. Well, yep. I could all I could always roll really phenomenally. Oh, poor Barker, he's doomed. I got a seven. That's pretty you got great. A seven. That's pretty uh, phenomenal. That's that's great. Uh, you stumble, hesitate, or flinch. The GM will offer you a worse art c- outcome, a hard bargain, or an ugly choice. You see him. Uh, you see him not reacting quick enough. But he steps towards you, so he's actually moved closer to you, within arm's reach. And here is the devil's bargain that you get. You can choose to take the hit, or you can leave Barker to take it. Um. You can trade places with him. You can just grab him and pull him out of the way, but you know that you will have to get close enough for the shadow to touch you. No. No. I'm not going to put myself in harm's way. Even if it means that I don't succeed at putting pulling him back. But I want him to know that I tried. You've you've refused my devil's bargain, and so the devil takes his due. And you see the shadow? You see a shadow reach up and creep over the edge like it was just glued to the ground itself and touch his foot. And his eyes go wide, and he shouts... I knew you'd turn on us. And he throws his dagger right at you. There's a dagger coming at you, Kaya. He just whipped it out like he was made of lightning. What do you do? I dodge it. Um, Roll defy danger decks. Yes, please. Nine. That's pretty good. You have to go somewhere. All right. To your left is impediment. And if you move into her, she runs a serious risk of, of, of ending up with a, a conversation with that pit. If you go to your right, 
you're going to be bumping into everyone behind you. And you still don't quite know what's going on. Which way do you go? To my right. All right, you bump into Izzled. There's this comic domino effect as he bumps into Brother Arvo, Arvo into Ansa, and Ansa into Shimshackle, who appears to be just doing his nails with some sort of shiv that he has now. Oh, Shim. Yeah, it's great. And he's he's doing a great job of being in the back. Professor Izzled. Barker is clearly flipping out right at the corner there. He has thrown a knife at your ally. What do you do? I say, hey, don't be throwing knives at us. We had an agreement. I will note that you can see, because I think she said stay away from the shadows. Yes, I did. I said stay away from the shadows. at those shadows. There is a shadow on his foot. He's in the light of your staff, but his foot is enshrouded in shadow. Oh, wow, that's gross. Uh, casting magic missile at that. <laughs> Are you freaking kidding me? Oh roll my it. Gosh. Please roll to cast a spell. Oh, my gosh, no. Oh, Lord. Good Lord. I'm casting magic missile at the darkness. Great. We had this alliance for so short a time. We got 12 on the dice. That's plus two, so 14 to cast a spell. That's, uh, that's... That's phenomenal. Roll your damage, friend. I'm blasting that shadow. Wow, ten damage. That's a, that's that's a lot of damage. That would kill me. That that sure would, and it might still. <laughs> Barker screams as your little series of uh, yellow yellow phosphorus explosions train onto his foot, blasting the foot out from underneath him um. and shattering the armor on his leg. Um. Pieces of bark fly everywhere. I thought you were attacking he, the shadow. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, I went straight through it, almost like it wasn't there. Oops! Oh, he Lord! Falls to the ground. His torso is on the ledge, and he. Uh, but his legs are now dangling beneath. Uh, oh, he dear. screams in pain, and yet still looks over at Impediment Reed, longing for a hand to help him. What do you do? Okay, I think that it's not just me. I think maybe people are seeing things. Like, is maybe there was some pollen on that wind? Like, seriously, guys, the fuck just happened? Well, I saw a shadow on our friend Barker's leg that um, didn't look like it was amenable to being lit up by light, so I lit it up with a magic missile spell. You lit his whole leg up! (laughs) Barker is slipping. What? Barker is slipping. Oh, I'll grab him. Uh, you can choose not to. He'll definitely fall to his death. I'm gonna grab him, and since I delayed, I'm gonna... Probably do that quickly, so dex, I guess? Yes. Roll a defy danger dex. I'm doing a lot of these. Oh, there it goes. Mark XP. Oh, you guys. Is that a full fail or a partial? That's a full fail. Mark XP. Oh, shit. I have a lot of those, guys. So you're reaching out for him. That's not tough. You're just... Crossing a ledge, you're taking two steps, two long impediment read steps. Yep, I do those all the time. You reach out for his arm, and you see, you know, because 
because of where uh, Professor Isold is, you can see this sharp black shadow of yourself, like a shadow puppet being cast on the wall beyond you. Mm-hmm. And when you reach down to touch his arm, you can see it again. And then it's like a second shadow puppet lands on top of your hand. Ah, shit. And you feel with all the certainty in the world that you are holding the bark-covered, thick hand of Barker as you also hear him shout and fall to the ground. He's not silent down there in the pit, but you definitely heard cracking noises when he hit the ground. Oof. But I also still feel like I'm holding his hand. You can see almost a cartoonishly disembodied arm there. That as soon as you stare long enough at it, even though you can feel it with your hand, your hand passes through and the shadow is gone from on top of it. I think I'm going to throw up a little. <laughs> like, that is incredibly disorienting. Sir Anza and Brother Arvo both rush on up ahead. They push past They they push past you, Isold, and you, Kaya, if you allow them. And they, yeah. they rush to the edge. I have rope. There's something going on in the shadows. Um, Brother Arvo's like, protect me, cover me however you can. I have to get down there to him. Okay, I'll do it. And uh, Anza and Arvo are are pulling out rope. Like, Anza pulls out rope from a pack. Arvo grabs onto it. And Anza, you can tell, is just, like, so pained that it can't be her that climbs down. Um, She still doesn't trust her arm, even though it's healed. Ugh. Um... But she, she she ties the rope to something quickly. You notice, now that you're in here, and now that everyone's I, gone a little quiet, yes? Can I take a defend action on Brother Arvo? Yeah, do that. That's a great idea. Do I have to go down first? Uh, you could volunteer to do that if you like. I mean, yeah, I feel really guilt-laden that I failed to catch the guy. What do you say? Or do you just do? Reed would just do. How are you getting down there? Are you going to do the awesome, dangerous way, or are you going to do the somewhat less dangerous way of getting in the rope? Oh, God. It's 20 feet down. And, but there's all these really good handholds, and expedience is probably important, and it's also more badass if she does that. Oh, God, between guilt and her own pride of her badassery, she's going to do the dumb thing and are- get down there as fast as possible, swinging from handhold to handhold. And if she sees a shadow, she's stabbing it. Alright, so you want to do it Defy Danger Dex instead of the, like, Marvel superhero way that you could do it with the con that you have. Wait, what? Uh, if you're just gonna endure pain, you could also simply jump 20 feet down. Is that something people can do? That's There's a really good chance of some significantly broken limbs from doing so. It's it's super dangerous, but I would let you, because you're a superhero, if you wished to be a superhero, go with the Defy Danger Con. She is kind of going with, like, the, the most flashy way to do this, which kind of would be that. Oh, God. Mark XP! Oh, Jesus. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lift, drink. Mark XP, take a drink. So I almost have a level... Uh, yeah, yeah, that'll matter. <laughs> Impediment, give me, roll me 2d6 and take the highest one. So you can just do slash r 2d6. So you take five damage as you come crashing down onto the ground. You have the shaky debility 
because you have twisted your ankle. All right. You now have a minus one to your ongoing dex rolls until you can get that taken care of. That's cool. That just levels me out to a zero. That sucks. You are down there with Barker. Barker is alive. It looks like Barker's legs are broken. Oh, ouch. You still, you still, are you still seeing the crazies or are you good now? <clears throat> we need to get out of this cave. All right. Uh, is the rope down? Hmm? Uh, the rope is down. Uh, and Brother Arvo. Arvo, don't come down here. I'm going to tie him to the rope. Haul him up. Uh, don't, don't move him. I, I, oh God, they don't have gods. By my cloth, just don't move him. I have a potion. I I can try and 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 heal him. Uh, Brother Arvo leaps, you know, into action onto the rope and begins lowering himself down. All right, I'm gonna make ready to stab any shadows that come at Arvo while he's coming down here because he hasn't been hit by the crazies yet. So probably he's next. Kaya, yes, you can see it. The shadow. You know what you're looking for now. It is on the wall above Sir Ansa, and it is reaching out to her. Oh, this worked so well before. Um, you're right by her, or okay. you can be because it's dramatically appropriate. Yes. Um, but she's studying that rope. It is tied off, though, so don't be too frightened of that. The rope is tied to something. Okay. Hopefully not me. <laughs> I'm going to try to... Okay, so I'm going to go right up next to Ansa and say, Do you not see those shadows? I've got your back. And I, I have a high enough wisdom that I figured out that like the spell did zilch to them. It notices you. Okay. And instead of reaching for Ansa, it's now clearly moving down the wall towards you. In my adventuring gear, uh-huh. I have a very nice lantern. The thieves' lantern, if you will, that you can shutter in various fancy ways. Yeah, you've got a target lantern. Sure. It's a shadow. Let's cast some light on it. I'm going to give you a defy danger. Yeah. Because you're you're pulling that out and you're lighting it. You're striking it because yeah. you've got some sort yeah. of cool strike anywhere capability. Uh, that could be dex and that could be quick thinking. Uh, you could also, since you know that it's using psychic projections, just try to fucking tough it out. Well, I'm going to try the light, but I'm going to be prepared to tough it. Uh, well, so what, uh, what defy danger stat are you going to use? Uh, dex. Okay, so you're going to try and get away from it. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to try to light the light the lantern, and because even more than you know, toughing it out if that happened, I it would probably be good to know to try another thing to get rid of this crazy shadow thing. So here we go. Look at that. Eight. Right. You would stumble, hesitate, or flinch. You like whip out the lantern and light it yeah. in 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 plenty of time, and you shine it on onto it. And for a brief moment, you see that it has a shape. It has the shape of a man. Oh, it's that big? It's that big. It is It is a man-sized object. And you can see that it is pulled out from the wall. It's not just clinging to surfaces like light, like, you know, a shadow does, but it actually has a corporeal shape to it. It extends out from the wall. For a moment, you can see a face. 
You don't recognize it, but you see a man's face. Okay. And it steps aside and gets out of the way. I would like to discern realities at the soonest possible moment, because I have just shown a light on the thing. Professor Isold, you saw that as well. Oh my. And I'm going to give you the chance to act first, because there's been a lot going on. Oh, yeah. What do you do? Oh, I would like to uh, take my staff, which is glowing on one end with a light spell, and jab it right in that shadow dude's face. To what end? To bop him on the nose or to shine light on him? Ideally, both. So you you lance forward with your staff. You're now kind of, this is pretty precarious when it gets right down to it, because there's like, Anza is ducking and holding a rope, and then Kaya is standing over Anza, having shined this light to, 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 to stun this creature. And then you're thrusting over Kaya, sort of, and beside, and right into the creature. Yes. And uh, your staff definitely goes in. And it's like part of it disappears, like that the shadow is no longer there in the spot that the that the staff is in, and it just comes off of the wall and down into the hole it falls. But it's still made no noise. But it's no longer up here. Now it's down there. Uh-oh. Now it's down there. Impediment. So I had been taking up some defensive stances. Um, yes, you can roll that defense now. Uh, yes, I'm going to roll that defense, and I sure hope I roll better this time. That is quite good. So how does this defense That's great. You've work? got two hold, three hold. So defend. When you stand in defense of a person, item, or location on a 10+, plus, which I rolled 13, hold three. When... Myself or the person I am defending is attacked. I may spend one. I may spend hold one for one to choose one of the following actions: redirect an attack from the thing I defend to myself, cut the attack's effect or damage in half, open up the attacker to an ally, giving that ally plus one forward against the attacker, or deal damage to the attacker equal to my level. You know that the thing is down here with you. Great. And you are certain you saw it land near the water, Mm -hmm. but you didn't hear a splash. Mm, That's upsetting. What falls in water and doesn't splash? Ooh, things falling into iron water. This water is definitely iron water. Oh, shit. Brother Arvo is uh, using what appears to be a very similar uh, healing concoction. To bind up uh, Barker's legs. You're hearing a pretty gruesome series of snaps as bone is knitting together by that same concoction. Um, And Barker is just shouting curses that I don't feel like riddling this podcast with. Seems fair. Kaya. Mm. The creature is down below. Probably. Uh, you wanted to discern reality? You know, I have shown the light upon this creature, and I'm trying to figure out what it is, and why it's doing what it's doing, and 
is it is it a natural is it a thing that is native to the birdwood is it here like I'm- so what it actually sounds like is you're attempting to spout lore oh i was gonna i was gonna try that next <laughs> see if i remember anything about shadow monsters <laughs> maybe we can spout lore together <laughs> can i yeah that yeah i i defer to I'm- i defer to isold on the lore spouting but will help please roll an aid it'll be 2d6 plus sure. 1 oh, kaya okay. So we put our heads together, kind of literally. In fact, we're tele- talking telepathically. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, uh, Kaya. Yes. Did you, did you see that? Uh, so Kaya has opened herself up to danger in the event that you fail, uh, but she has provided you a plus one in addition to your usual. So you need to roll 2d6 plus int plus one. Right. Ooh, okay. So that's six on the dice. That's plus three, so that's nine. So I will provide you with something interesting. It is up to you to make this useful. You remember back to that book of etymologies and histories that reminded you of the, uh, the text on the door. And you remember tales that the old, the old ways, the old tribal people who came from, prom- from uh, origin before were said to have servants who could serve them long after those servants died. You are certain that this thing in here is what people would call a ghost. It's a, it's a g-g-g-g-g-g-ghost? Uh, so there you go. Congratulations, you've now identified your enemy. It is a ghost. You are also 99% certain that even though it reacts to light, you did not harm it. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Guys, we need a better strategy. How do you, how do you stop a ghost? Hey, Brother Arvo, do you know anything about ghosts? I have never fought a ghost before. Anybody? I uh, think you're fighting one now, Arvo. This is all terrible. We should just get out of here. Uh, yeah. Sir Ansa has uh, now also hopped onto the rope and lowered herself down, and she's on the ground, too. Seriously, that is the opposite of getting out of here, you guys. Yeah, you keep <laughs> saying it, and then you keep coming down here. I'm just, I'm tempted to just remove Shimshackle from this map. Nobody has any idea where Shimshackle Wandered is. Wandered off. Yep. Uh, yeah. If Shim's smart, he probably ran for it. That's what I'd do if I weren't a sucker. Always been a sucker. Does anybody want to know if it follows us through the cave? What? It's going to be hard to get Barker up right now. We only have seen it in this room. Were there no other exits from this room? Uh, There's the way you came in and there's the cavern out. Oh, so, even though it looks like the floor accidentally fell through, this is totally the only way out. This is totally the only way out. Ugh, God, fuck whoever built this place. Ha. Huh. Isolt will start consulting that old book that she used last time in for phrase, try and construct some phrases in the, the language of the before people. Try and yell at, yell at this yep. ghost. Like, stop. Or I abjure thee, or chill, or slow your roll. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. 
you you start calling to get its attention and now you're there you're doing this scene where you're flipping through the book and the camera is coming closer and closer to you and at the edges of that camera is a dark shadow and the creature is crawling closer to you as you flip through pages looking for the right passage that might silence it it's time to defy danger with int right on right on all right. Uh, do I get the plus one from using a lore book? Uh, you sure do. That breaks me up from nine to ten. <laughs> I'm going to mark one other use off of books for, you know, equitable purposes. All right. You tell it to stop. And it does. It stops and you can tell that it's right in front of you. And it touches your hand, and your hand feels cold. (laughs) But then, Kaya and Professor Izzled, you hear, get out. What do you do? Professor Izzled, that sounded like it came from Kaya. Kaya, that sounded like it came from Professor Izzled. Well, that's the only person whose thoughts are in your head, Oh man, our network got hacked. (laughs) Oh, oh, this one's pretty obvious when you're as um, superstitious as as Kaya would like to be. She's not really that superstitious, but she keeps trying to be superstitious. She has aspirations of superstition. That's adorable. Okay, so so in in the language of the ancients, Professor Isolt will will respond very loudly. Uh, the word we. And the infinitive form, uh, form uh, to go. We to go. Guys, guys, we have to go. It wants us to leave. Why are you here? We were sent. Do you think that or do you say that? I think that. Sorry. I'm talking... It's all right. No, it's fair. It's important. Decently good at talking in my mind. Who sent you to my temple? I don't know. Mystery man. Or woman. Professor Izzled. Yes? Something creeps in at the edge of your knowledge, your vision. You feel it getting very, very cold indeed. In fact, you're certain that your breath is turning to frost inside of your lungs. You are filled with terror. What do you do? I back slowly away towards the stairs. Surely the assistant adjunct professor of... Ethnography and tactical studies? (laughs) Surely you have some kind of concoction to help with this, right? can save us right well i didn't prepare contact spirits today oh it was telepathy and uh magic missile and magic missiles don't seem to work great um hmm. by backing away you sever the connection with the ghost and suddenly your your breath is warm <sighs> you are not remembering what it is to die frozen on a mountaintop But you know that that's what it was. The ghost stands before you. It is not shying away from your light. And its hand is outstretched. 
not grasping towards you, but offering. All right, I uh, offer my hand again. It takes it. (laughs) And we pause. Everybody who's at the bottom of the pit. (laughs) There is a very tense conversation going on above. Kaya and Professor Izzold seem to be squared off with some living shadow man. Impediment, you're down here at the bottom. You're the tallest person in the best health. Am I in the best health? Oh, no, that's right. Your legs are... You've got a twisted ankle. I'm at 11 hit points. That's not bad. You're still taller than Arvo. It's true. What do you do? So, they down here are debating about going out that... That... That tunnel, yeah? Yeah, that cavern tunnel Mm -hmm. down the path with the iron water. So, how much of the standoff have I been able to hear? To understand? Yeah. Because... Like, uh, like none. It's all psychic. It's all been psychic. In which case, what I shout up will be, we're pretty sure we can't get uh, broken legs down here back up this cliffside. But the breeze is coming through this tunnel. So onward and through, guys. What will you do with it? The spirit asks you. Not that she can hear it, but she's asking, uh, the spirit is asking Kaya and Professor Izzold. Keep it safe. Keep it secret. Keep it safe and understand it for future generations. Lay lay down your duty, O servant of the past, and let the living take up your burden. You're free. We will guard it. Professor Izzold talks good. I think I do have the highest charisma in the party. <laughs> you do? Yeah, okay, I'll figure out what concrete assurance it is. Give me another parlay with it. Okay. Hey, plus one, that's a ten. Ten ten total. You can go. But I want a promise. It needs to be destroyed. I don't want it preserved. I want it broken. More so than it is. Break it completely. It will break. And it lets go. And it's gone. It didn't jump any place. It didn't pop or howl. It just isn't there anymore. Whew. Wow. Okay. That was... That was spooky. That's awesome. Isold is is like rubbing her shoulders, like giving you mental mental high fives and like a nice pat on the back. Wow, that was that was intense. Reed Shall is we... probably defensively positioning herself behind whatever the darkest parts of the room look like while people move towards the tunnel. Reed, it is standing over the water in the tunnel. Ah, fuck! <laughs> uh, I guess we shouldn't go that way? It's gone again. Oh, fuck, I hate this place. <laughs> Alright, so um, Kaya is going to offer to help Isold down the rope. You manage to get down the rope with no trouble. 
uh, Barker's legs, while mended, if we have to get out in here in a hurry, I'm not going to be much good. I'm still pretty badly hurt. I'll I'll protect the rope. Help me up. I can pull myself up. My arms work fine. I'm going to guard the top. You go on ahead. Okay. And I guess we'll send someone back through if there's another way out. You can call up. You can shout. Sounds like there's a pretty good... And he just shouts echo down the cavern and you hear it echo through. Fair. Who wants to lead the way into the blackened mouth over this stream, this this thin stream? It's only maybe a few inches deep uh, of this cavern. Now that you're down at the bottom, you can tell that it wasn't that the floor fell in so much as that this area was dug and knocked. Honestly, it reminds you a lot of a man-made well. Um, you've seen an iron well before. They, they have them, you know, in, in some towns uh, where, where iron water is. Those ones tend to have pretty clean edges. This was, this pit is hand-tooled, just hand-tooled hastily. But the cavern at the bottom appears natural. Appears to be that clean cut through rock that iron wells make. So the professor will uh, be taking charcoal rubbings of the um, the cavern walls. Yes. yes. Okay. You have um, ancient tribe tool markings in your inventory now. Great. You get the weirdest inventory items. <laughs> yep. All right. Kaya will lead the way. She feels like, but she's going to probably, she still has her lantern. So I have a source of light. Might as well be useful. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Reed, Reed's brashness for going boldly forward that led us into this room has swiftly abated into her fiddling with her odd charm of sticks and feathers and strips of green cloth and looking nervously at all of the shadows. Oh no. Reed, you're limping. Yeah? Reed, you're limping. What happened? I jumped bad. Oh. This is what happens when you jump bad. You should take my staff. Your ankles go crazy. Take my staff and lean on it. It's still glowy. Um, I'm all, um, my staff has a pointy bit. It's all good. Oh, that's right. You have your I mean, pole. unless you think you can carry this guy. Do you want to try? We'll trade these. Uh, sure. <laughs> pole axe. Uh, congratulations, uh, you now have the messy tag. Yeah, probably I'm overburned, I might be overburned by it. Yeah, no, it looks ridiculous on, yep, that's too much stick, yeah, that's too much, that's too much, that's too much stick for me, sorry. <laughs> yes, the, the, the small, uh, chubby, pro- You're so delicate, pro- it's adorable. Professor cannot handle the poleaxe. <laughs> <laughs> While you guys are doing that, uh, Sir Ansa is just right behind you, Kaya. Uh, she has her sword drawn, and she's got your back. Awesome. Sir Ansa has my back. Nothing could go wrong in this situation. You can also tell, looking forward, because you can you can see the light pouring down the cavern, that the, the ghost 
is still there. Uh, it's just not... It's watching you. Alright, that'll be interesting. As you proceed down, you can see that this this cavern opens up into another... This is a natural cave. And you recognize it for what it is. This is... This well in the middle goes all the way down. It goes down as far as down can go. Oh. No one knows how deep an iron well goes, and no one is in a hurry to find out. Four streams pour into it from cracks beneath uh, two uh, iron immortal statues. There are a total of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight statues in this room. They are large, ten-foot-tall, featureless iron people. Arms crossed ahead of them, looking into the well imperiously. One of the roots of this path, these streams that pour into the room, one of the streams does not pass underneath a statue. It passes through rubble. I have never seen anything like this. Professor, would you be so kind as to give me a spout lore? Normally, I'm not supposed to make you do this. You know, Isolt would probably be immediately studying the statues and the placement and comparing it to place the uh, iron wells that she's familiar with um, and remarking on the architecture and spouting a lore. Are you consulting your books? No. Nope. Nope. That's going to be a total of five. I'm going to... I'm mark XP and lift drink. <laughs> and lift, lift drink. drink. You rolled a five, yes. sir. One second, I have to. Uh, he has to go move some clocks. I have to go. I have to go advance some clocks. Isold did not consult the books because, of course, Isold knows all about these these iron wells, and of course. She doesn't actually know that much. <laughs> Brother Arvo pushes past you and runs to the collapsed area beneath that, the, the, the one shattered spot. And he says, nothing can destroy one of these. No thing can move or break an iron immortal. That is not a thing that can be done. The thing itself speaks. It can be done, I say to him. He touches part of the collapsed statue. Uh, so, so, like, imagine that they're all resting on these bases. He touches this stone base, and the he holds up his hand, and his hand has come up with a, a sort of silvery sheen on the palm of it. And he tries to, he rubs it off on his robe, but you can tell that it doesn't come off on his that robe. That is not... It's still on his Laboratory hand. procedure, we do not poke it with our finger. What if that gets into your bloodstream, goes into your brain, and you'll be tripping balls for the rest of the evening? What will we do with you then? I can get high off that? No, 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 <laughs> no. Well, not right now. Could we... Can I, can I just take some for later? No. Safe? No. 
Arvo, why did you do that? <laughs> Arvo's like, I don't... I don't... No, it's... This isn't... That thing upstairs is impossible. Ghosts aren't real. Sure they are. And now the Undying is dead. What has happened? Our, uh, Sir Ansa just pushes past him and his stunned silence and is beginning to walk down the creek bed behind it. Oh, you're just walking in it. How can you just do that? It's... How can you just walk in it? We're gonna have to walk in it. Oh. Just be very careful. She's where you step. pushing past it. What do y'all do? I'm following. Are there any pieces that are smaller than, that are about like thumb, thumb or finger size of the statue? So it's interesting. Um, while you found pieces of the, the, the stone sort of platform that all of them are on, uh, that, that each of these statues that you can see around is sort of raised up on slightly, you don't see any iron. The, the, only those stone parts are there. And you saw that when Arvo touched it, something happened, but that's all stone. Okay. Are there any, are there any pieces of stone that are small enough to put, to hold in your hand? Yes. Okay. How do you pick it up? With a cloth around it, my hand, because not an idiot. I saw it. I saw it. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of butt in and be like, Oh, wait, wait, wait. Nope. I got the perfect thing for this. I reach and I get some, I get some, I get some, some, uh, tongs from my alchemist kit. I knew you would have the right thing. You've taken enough time investigating this thing that I'm going to let either of you do, uh, discern realities on it. The immediate environs. But only one of you and you're, yeah, you're assisting. We're telepathically linked, so. (laughs) I'm always assisting. Yeah, I'm certain that's healthy. Okay, I will, I will help. Oh, you're helping? Okay. Because you have the higher... Int- uh, this is a uh, whiz. Discern realities is whiz. And we're both about the same in wisdom, I think. Uh, I would note that Angus is is sniffing around you and is pawing at some of the statues. This is true. Help. I will I will discern realities. And I will help. And I help at a 10. That's great. Uh, what is your discern realities role? It's going to be 2d6 plus whiz plus, like, it's instinct or whatever. I put you in charge of that, Kaya, knowing what your animal companion does. Plus, it's cunning. So, yeah, that's actually plus three. Eleven. You get three questions from the Discern Realities list about this room and about the rocks ahead of you. But the questions are limited, so, you know. Yeah, unfortunate that. Um, I want to know what here is useful or valuable to me. Why, is old, of course. <laughs> You're a who, not a what. You notice that there is... A difference uh, between some of the rocks and some of the other ones, the, the the debris here. Some of them are marked with this sort of vaguely, it's, it's just ever so slightly darker than the others. When you look around for a cause for why these, these consistent platforms, this consistent rock would be darker in some places, you see blackened handprints all over this cavern as though there were slashes they were trying to mar the surface of the statues and the rocks and the walls and the walkway and everything, as if something had an infinite amount of time to be angry and try to destroy this place and could move nothing. Okay. Oh. Um. It is one of those darkened rocks that Sir Ar- that Brother Arvo touched. 
Okay, so I'm going to indicate that to Isold and say, with great care, it might not be a bad idea to acquire one of those for your bag of crazy. Uh, what here is not what it appears to be? I am going to make tea out of one of those pieces of rock later and see what happens. It's going to be great. You can see this tunnel that I've opened up on the map also has those those handprints going down it. You notice at the end of the hallway that there's a darker shadow. You know that the shadow man, the ghost, is standing over something in particular and is trying to quietly call attention to it. There is a piece of debris in the other room that you know now is special, and if you were to go there, you would be able to find it. Awesome. What should I be on the lookout for? Sir Anza looks very determined. This is what she came here for. Uh, uh, trusting Isold to acquire artifacts, I will go to the thing, the, the thing that the shadow is pointing out and examine it more closely. Are you going to try to get ahead of Sir Anza, or are you going to let her go first? Sir Anza is just walking down the stream. I have a place, that I, a destination. Without, like, pushing past her, can I just kind of walk faster than her in kind of a I-know-where-I'm-going kind of way? Yes, you can. She, as you, she hears your footsteps coming up, and she steps aside, but she falls in right in this room, this... This whole, this is a little cave. It's only maybe, you actually have to duck a little to get into it. It's only, you come into this space and it looks like an ancient shrine was once here. Little rock altars of offerings. Maybe, maybe there was once painting on the wall. This is a carved space made to be homely and sitting Right in the center of it is the head of a steel statue. It's just a little larger than your own head, but not by too much. It's still not like the size of your torso. And it has a face. And you know that face because you saw that face up above in that, on that ledge in the room where the shadow man attacked you, it is his face that you showed the lamp onto. Whoa. And there it is, on the ground, carved into a metal that can accept no instrument. Okay. Sir Anza steps up behind you. Using my, well, I'm wearing gloves in the picture, I think, so... And I think you said you had a cloak that you wrapped around you as you entered. Right. As you entered the forest last session. So I'm going to reach down and pick it up, but not touch it with skin. So we are after the same thing. I'd hoped there'd be something else down here. Well. So who is your master? You know who mine is. Impediment, you're behind Sir Ansel. Oh yeah, I did this on purpose. And Arvo is definitely behind yeah, you. Yeah, I know. I'm going to lean against the wall and watch him now. Okay. Okay. We're going to let them sort it out in there. We'll see how it goes. I do say that to Arvo. Ah. Hmm. Fair. I'm going to lean... I'm going to take a little bit of a, a breath and say, you know, that's a very interesting question and one I've often asked myself. And just kind of look 
into Sir Ansa's eyes deeply and resolutely. I mean, I can leave you two alone if if you want to, you know, have a moment, I think, to Kaya. Kaya thinks back, no, please, please, you, are, you do the talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sir Ansa says, what did you do to get rid of the ghost? I saw the two of you staring at it. And I noticed that it was my man who was mangled. Well. And your arrow which pierced my arm. What did you do to get rid of the ghost? Kaya's gonna think it is all, come on, come on. Bullshit talk. Hey, 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 no pressure, no pressure. All right, I got this. Yeah, sure. Well, we defeated the ghost through negotiation. It's still here. It is requesting that we destroy this thing. Now, I wouldn't recommend that. And why And why do you say that? There are more parts. If you destroy that, you're not destroying the whole thing. What are we looking at? This shouldn't be. Arvo's made that clear enough. It's how you get ahead in life, obviously. Oh. 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 Arvo sighs. Sir Ansa just, like, winces. Even I know when it's not the right time for a pun. So here's... Yeah? We want to bring that back to our lord, Nyland. It sounds like you don't know who you can trust this... What would you call it? Benefactor. For all we know, it's Nyland. We're being pitted against each other for some larger scheme. But here's my question. Much more interesting than who or what we're working for. How many other pieces does Nyland have? That I do not know. They're big statues. He did pick the place for a reason. The fortress has a well. Maybe he's keeping it down there. Not sure. Our troops rally outside. We serve on the walls. We fight the trees when they come, and they do come. Because nobody is willing to fight it. This forest. We're going to push it back. And we can use that to help us. Oh, that's the end game. A super weapon so that you can push back the forest? I don't believe in super weapons. But I know that we've had a smaller forest on the eastern side of our empire, and it's taken our land bit by bit. We've made it smaller before, and this thing, maybe it can help us claim our way here by restoring the statue here. I don't know how this stuff works. Arvo makes sort of a, hmm, maybe, uh, sound. Sir Ansa's like, we can... I don't know how any of this works, but I know it's important. And Nyland, she's strange, but she doesn't lie to me. Not that I know of. Now, let me ask you... We've been together a long time. How long do you suppose after you acquire this magical strange power that may or may not be a super weapon, but will probably help you drive back the forest, right? How long before that gets turned on other human beings? I don't know that it can. I don't know if it works that way. Maybe it's only good against the trees. Don't kid yourself. This thing represents power. How is a statue's head going to... Right, leave it to the brain people, right? Brother Arvo, hearing you read, sometimes whole things have properties that the parts don't have. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I look at Arvo. Kaya is going to... Is going to think to Isold, what if... What if we suggested to them that they come with us and we find out who our benefactor is, then they can have the head 
after we figure that out. It's probably Nyland doing weird stuff. Nyland is known to do weird stuff. If it isn't, then we can... We've delayed the confrontation for later, which I've enjoyed so far. Right. What do you think? My thought is that I do respect that ghost, and that ghost is pretty pretty intimidating. I still have an interest in destroying this thing, but I also do kind of want to study it. Maybe Nyland knows how to destroy it. I certainly don't. Nobody even knows how to etch this stuff. How on earth would we destroy it? Right. I do want, on the other hand, to take it back to to be studied. Yes. By the way, Sir Ansa has been looking from one of you to the other. You look, you know, you're you're pretty still during this as you're clearly mm. thinking. Mm-hmm. But I bet there are like micro expressions. Like right. A yeah. Twitch of an eyebrow We're here not good at this yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's just she's just watching the two of you and she's started to lean against the wall she still has her sword out because she's had it out this whole time she's not pointing it at you but she's just leaning against the wall and just looking at the two of you giving you your time that's real nice of her i'm thinking this is the only leverage we have um if we get this we might be able to find out who our benefactor is we might be able to influence nyland Point of point of question: How many how many missions have we been on for this mysterious benefactor, and how much have they, in fact, benefited us? Um. So you've been so so you know that, for example, rooms have been prepared for Impediment and Professor Isold, and the offer has been extended to you, Kaya. But you have much better housing in town because you're your family of the king. That that the soggy bottom has a room reserved for each of you, if you want to use it. And you know that is paid for by the benefactor. They have uh, provided you coin, and those books, those rare books that you're actually using, Professor Isold, those are from the benefactor. They They were left for you. And it's mostly been relatively small things. You haven't been paid, like, large sums. You haven't found bags and bags of weight. But you know that, uh, Kaya, you're a noble of... Uh, your nobility here, you can basically ask for anything of anyone who's a serf and they will do it for you. Um, and so that doesn't matter as much to you. But uh, Professor Isold you, and Impediment, you know that you've been able to put things on credit in a very few places, like the paper store and like where you got your books and there at the soggy bottom and just sort of a small network that when it becomes dramatically appropriate, we can say later that your your expenses are covered. Okay, so that's pretty benefacty. It's pretty benefacty, but it isn't like making you rich. Okay. I totally want to know who's leaving the letters in my friggin' sack. So, like, not that I know that that's what you guys are debating back there. I mean, here's the other angle. How much do you trust Nyland? Kaya. Island is erratic, and I don't know much about what she does. Um, but she is a knight of the woods, and so can be, in theory, commanded by her superiors. By King Latonin and the other members. Yeah, by the king. She's done some crazy stuff, so I would give her the status of probably... Not trying to hurt anyone but a loose cannon. Does that jive with what I know of her? Yes, that that fits. She's definitely... I mean, 
to give you an idea, the walls, the just the outer walls of her wooden fortress, it's like, imagine the, the one... She doesn't have a stone fortress. She has a wood fortress. If you know those kind of like wooden outposts with, with well, tall walls. I mean, in the Birdwood, that's walls. pretty intimidating. Right. And you know that the outer wall, at the very least, is Walkwood, is made from the woods is... of this forest and not the still wood that can grow nearby and among, but rather the ones that have body heat temperature even when they've been cut down. It's ballsy and. Honestly, everyone expects one night to just find the fortress to have up and left. Hmm. But it hasn't, and it's been there for months. I would be curious to see what Nyland has to say about this, but I also want to take it back to my to the benefactor. Benefactor has been very benefacty. Saranza interrupts as much as she can, because you guys are silent. Anza is interrupting the dead silent stare-off. Sister Anza speaks through the awkward silence as she perceives it. I'm in no hurry to get in a fight with a fellow member of the Order of... Well, a friend of the Order of Wood. I respect King Latonin, your uh, cousin-uncle. I've never really been good at family trees. Do you have an offer to make this less dire? Because we would like very much to leave with that head. We would like very much to leave with that head as well, she says out loud. But maybe we can walk together through the Verdwoods with the head. The fortress is not terribly far, I assume I am saying this correctly, from where we need to take the head. Let us swap over to the map real quick. Isolt's gonna say aloud, yeah, I'm not willing to kill for a mysterious benefactor yet. And we're not out of the woods yet, literally. In fact, the more I think about it, with this claim that there are more pieces of this statue, I would love to see what, where those are and what they are, and what, what the researchers behind this think about it. And I look at, at Brother Arvo, Brother, Brother Arvo, too many A names. Who has been extremely silent during this entire thing. Brother Arvo takes your hint and says, I would be honored to have such wise folk as you assist us in researching these artifacts at Harris Reykja, which is the name of Baron Nyland's fortress. It is, by the way, if you're looking at this map here... Is. Uh, keep in mind that one day at a quick march through the wood, packing lightly, gets you from the edge, the nearest edge of the woods to Fall Fallow Glade. And maybe, if you're lucky about double timing it and running, and back again. But you will be very tired. That was the deal with being able to do this without staying overnight. Uh, was, you know, finding a glade that got you ever so much closer. Um, so you took that shortest route, and honestly, you were actually able to get a little bit closer because, you know, it's an imperfect map and there are glades and openings, and you did the best you absolutely could. Yeah. Harris Reka over the plains uh, from Mostanenfell is still, like, two days of journey, as long as you're not double-timing it and exhausting yourself. Yeah. They would probably take an exit out to the same glade that you used to get in, you would probably end up at your same campfire. Yeah. 
and then it would be another probably two days journey to either Mostanenfell or to Harris Reykjavik. They'd be both, they'd be equal distant at that point. Okay. And our time constraint was not so much a time constraint as a bring this thing and beat the other people constraint, right? Correct. Yeah, that was that was it. You don't have a, you know, there's probably going to be trouble if you delay like two weeks or a month. But an extra week, my Kaya thinks, well, what if we go to Harris Reka and talk to Nyland, get Ansa to give her our bond, her give us her bond that she will see us, that if her lord can't convince us to release the head, then she will see us safely to Mustonville. Then she releases her duty of persuasion to that of her lord. Right, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. And from where I'm standing, Nyland is probably our enemy. We'll, I say we. Not that we know. Right, but, but. Nyland kind of fought my gang. I can't hear this. This is your telepathy conversation. But we would know that. We we well we would know that Nyland's Nyland's a little shady, but we should see where this play. We should see how this plays out. I mean, because I was being honest back there. I'll, I'll think. I'll think at you. I am not willing to kill for our benefactor yet. That is that is that is off the table. I concur. Let's 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 go to Harris Harris Reka, or at least get out of the Verdwood together with these people. See if we can't make it further from there. Sir Ansa continues to look um, more uncomfortable, but she's looking back at Arvo, and Arvo's Arvo actually nods and and, and says, "Yeah, yeah, they're they're probably talking to each other." Oh, oh, sorry. I didn't know you didn't. They do this all the time. Right. A chemical trick. Look, look. Uh, we will back your play. We will help you get out of the woods with this head. And I, Isolde will call out loud. Yeah, yeah, this, this head. It's really hard to destroy. And I bang it a couple times with the end of my staff. You can see when you do that that the shadow man has been standing at the edge of the cave, standing at the edge of that, and when you hit it, he rings. Bong, 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 bong. I'm going to have to take it back to my laboratory to destroy it. I'm going to need some aqua regia and some aqua vitae and some aqua... aqua. Sir Ansa is just staring at you, just like... You are the least convincing person. She's just like, no, man. No, just... Just stop. <laughs> just stop. Just, no. Just stop. Just give that a stop. So would you like to come with us to Harris Reykjavik? Let's take this to Harris Reykjavik and see what's up. See what's... what's go- what, is, what is the, uh, the scheme? The, the research? I promise you. You'll be treated kindly, and if there is any altercation, I will see to it that you get out of the gate. You do not need to fear us. We are allies against the wood. Seems fair. Seems fair. Right. She asks, uh, you promised him, it, to destroy it, right? Well, I didn't make a promise other than it would one day be destroyed. Hmm. But it might not take very kindly to that interpretation. It doesn't lash out at you or attack you or anything like that. You just don't see it there in the corner anymore. Saranza says, let's, let's go. 
Yeah. Let's not find out what the forest wants. No. With this temple. No. And with this head. Yes. Yep. Right. Oh, I was gonna make one last spell, the uh, un- unseen servant spell to 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 carry the uh, the head for us. <laughs> oh God, is that a cantrip? Oh my God, please. Uh, I would love I would love to uh, make your roll for that. Make your roll for that and remind me that you did it. Make your roll for cast a spell. Oh, that's a total of mark XP lift drink. That was a total of five. Mark XP, lift drink. Let us do uh, the end of session stuff. And then I will tell you the result of that spell roll. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Oh, uh, before before I tell you the result of that spell roll, when this goes well, what does Unseen Servant look like for an alchemist? What physical things do you put together to get the effect of an invisible servant that can lift a few stone? Right, so I take out a um a tiny silver dish or mirror and i place some iron water in it and i add a a drop of a suspension of actual iron um so it turns a little red and murky and then turns into this gaseous form that rises up and is able to hold things. Vaguely vaguely humanoid shaped. It's this sort of rust gas. Yeah, it's a little rusty. I mean, it's kind of hard to see after after it's diluted so much. It's a little hazy. A little, little, little dark. It's supposed to be unseen. Kind of like kind of like a heat shimmer. Yeah, at that point. I'll, I'll give you your your weird thermite cloud. Uh you've got this this heat shimmer uh creature. When you reach the end of the session, choose one of your bonds that you feel is completely resolved, either explored, no longer relevant, or otherwise. Isold. Professor Isold. Right. Do you feel that one of your bonds has been uh, irrevocably changed? Not really. I still think that, uh, that Kaya will have an important role in the events to come, and I still think that Reed is keeping an important secret from me. <laughs> Do you have a relationship with Reed beyond that? Let's see. Nope. Uh, and it doesn't have to be one from a list or anything. It's just if you if you felt that there was a, a change that you've had. You did permit me to make a bond with an NPC. Shimshackle owes me his life. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's still the case. Yeah, but he's I wonder where he the went. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's not in evidence anymore. Uh, we're going to, we'll, we'll leave you at that. Impediment. Has one of your bonds changed? Let's see. I'm still pretty sure that I feel that Isold's ways are powerful and I should not anger her because she faces off against friggin' ghosts and doesn't bat, bat an eye. What the heck? Deep into superstition mode there. Kaya is always getting into trouble. I must protect them from themselves. I'm not as sure that that's... Let's see. That doesn't seem relevant. It looked like you kind of trusted her to take care of that. We can we can leave that on. It's all right if these if these don't change every yeah. Every I session. think it's still mostly there, and it's mostly just in a um, social context. Kind of kind of want to protect Kaya from her own negotiating. Yeah, it's mostly when I get drunk. <laughs> Kaya, have any of your bonds changed? Um, I think I have perhaps added a bond with Isold. I faced down a ghost with her and didn't die. Kaya. You have faced death with Professor Isold, 
but she learned something you didn't, if that sounds good to you. Yeah, okay. Because she touched death, and it you think it touched her back. I feel fine, really. No, I don't. I'm still, I still have a wound from that original sap spider. Back to Professor Izzled. Uh, what is your alignment statement? Yeah, discover something about a magical mystery. I think I have. I, I think you most certainly have. That seems like a, a reasonable thing. You've gathered a lot of evidence to that end. Impediment. What is your, uh, you've got a flaunt social thing, yeah, right? Yeah, eschew a convention of the civilized world. I'm not sure whether I did any of that. You're still in the savage lands. I was kind of hoping to get you. I mean, you did declare yourself a drug addict. Well, I have declared myself a drug addict openly, and I jumped down instead of using the rope. Or, or asking for help or anything like that. Yeah. yeah, that was that was not a thing that normal people do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll I'll let I'll I'll, t- I'll accept that. Right. Good job, Mark XP Kaya. Uh, help an animal or spirit of the wild. I hate to tell you this, but I don't think you have yet. No, I, I don't think so. All right. So now to all three of you, I ask the following three questions: Did you learn something new and important about yes. the world? Yes. Yes. Mark XP. Did you overcome a notable monster or enemy? Yes. Oh, yeah, that, that ghost. That ghost. That ghost. That ghost was scary. Yeah. That ghost, by the way, ghosts right. are real. That is yeah, notable. That would, that would be the thing. That would the, be the thing the, we learned. The existential questions that that, yep. that, ri- that raises are highly notable. And did you loot a memorable treasure? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Yes, you did, Mark XP. So, how does leveling up work again? The next time, uh, level up is when you have downtime, hours, or days, and XP equal to or greater than your current level plus 7. You subtract your current level plus 7, you subtract 8, and you gain a new advanced move from your class. Uh, if you're a wizard, you also do things with your spellbook. You also choose one of your stats and increase it by one. You're not leveling up right no, now. No, not for a while. In fact, it might be long enough that I might level up twice. Uh, yes, you can actually level up twice in a go. Uh, just so everyone knows, I am at I am totally at 11 XP right now. I mean, that's still once, but yeah, that's yeah, still. Yeah, how once. long yes. is it gonna? How many more sessions is it gonna take before, before we, we can get to a break? Take camp. Yeah, it's a good question. Mm. Yeah, when are you going to take camp mm-hmm. again? Uh, That's going to be, be tough. It's going to be interesting. I might yeah. fail a lot of rolls between now and then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here at the end of session, you've come to an agreement with Sir Ansa. Brother Arbo nods sagely. All of you are going to be going to the home fortress of Baron Nyland to Harris Reka, you're going to be bringing back the head of an Iron Immortal. To help with this, Professor Isold, as you've seen her do before, conjures their unseen servant, and you see its its red flecks gathering as it forms its, its corporeal ability and begins to lift the head. And then you can see that it's still in, it, it, it's becoming invisible, as it always can be seen for a little bit. But you see the shadow inside of it, holding its own head, and carrying it as the unseen servant. Oh, oh, that's a bad failure. What? You've made 
a new friend, and it's going to be with you every step of the way. Thank you again for listening to The Crooked Thimble as we play Iron Immortals. We have new episodes every week, and next week's episode should come a little earlier than usual. Seven Days a Servant, my novel set in the Iron Immortals world, is available now on Inkshares. Head over there, order a copy, and recommend the page. Our music this week was composed by Sergei Cheremzinov. You may find links to his work in the show notes. Please do share this podcast with whatever means you have available, and remember that The Crooked Thimble is a Patreon-funded company. If you want to hear more of these adventures, please head on over to www.patreon.com crookedthimble and support us. And, as always, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>